How do we get one-on-one time with our children when we have multiple kids? How to give our toddlers choice? How does that actually make our day easier? How do we avoid comparisons while celebrating our toddlers' differences? Welcome to Toddler Toolkit Podcast, the ultimate parenting guide tailored for the unique challenges of raising twins, multiple kids, or little ones close in age. Hi, I'm Heather, master's in education and proud twin mama of busy toddlers. You might have tried advice tailored for one child, but that's not our journey, right? With a decade of teaching experience under my belt, I've seen it all from toddlers to teenagers in the classroom. Now, as a parent to two toddlers, I'm experiencing the flip side of the coin. So whether you have two under two or just looking for tips that work in tandem, you're in the right place. Let's unlock the secrets to understanding toddler behavior, preventing meltdowns, and raising intuitive, resilient children who listen in two seconds. Today, we're diving into the whirlwind world of toddlers, especially when you have more than one close in age, whether they're twins or Irish twins or just toddlers treading on each other's tiny toes. (laughs) How do we ensure each feels valued for who they are? Let's walk this tightrope of toddlerhood together, ensuring each child's individual needs are met while fostering a harmonious home with less meltdowns. Having toddlers close in age can mean double the laughter, but also double the tantrums. They're discovering their personality, preferences, and, well, their power to say no. This stage is a balancing act recognizing their shared milestones while valuing their unique journeys. While siblings close in age might look for each other in their cribs at night and try a new food because the other one tried it, they still need their own individual needs to be celebrated individually. All right, so today we're going over three different segments. The first one is individual moments, how to have individual moments with your toddlers. The second one is tailored toddler routines and how that can help celebrate your toddler and how we can work this in. And then the last one is building a home where individual needs are met. Individual moments. With everything happening all at once, carving out individual moments can seem challenging, but it is definitely rewarding. So one-on-one time, or could be called personal play. So you could have a toy or activity that's just for your toddler, even if it's for a short time. So if you have two toddlers, making a special activity that's just for them. So we can talk about logistics on how to make that work. Um, Staggered activities. So perhaps one of your toddlers can play with building blocks while you read to the other. And then you rotate activities to give them personal attention. So pretty much one toddler is engaging in independent play while the other one is engaging in interactive play with you, giving them that one-on-one time. Another way to have personal time or one-on-one time is to take your toddler out separately from the other one for that one-on-one time. 
So that could be a mom and me date. Okay. So I have a story about this with my, one of my twin toddlers. So he was engaging in this behavior where he was throwing toys at me. So his twin is very proactive with getting my attention. And he often would push my other toddler out of the way and was kind of monopolizing the attention. And when that was happening, I had not introduced this one-on-one time. And so that really started adding up. And when my toddler started throwing toys at me, chucking toys at me, if I had any kind of reaction at all, it made the behavior happen more. So I realized it was attention-seeking behavior. So when he threw the toy at me, he got my attention. And he wasn't getting enough of my attention because his brother was monopolizing attention from me. So as soon as I started taking him on some one-on-one time where I dropped his brother off with grandma and I took him out for adventures out of the house, uh, we did kind of like special stuff together, going to the park or going exploring a different area and running around. It was really fun and he loved it. He totally lit up, totally loved all the attention because he wasn't used to getting it. And guess what stopped his throwing behavior? He was no longer throwing toys at me. And ever since we have kept that part of the routine, he's no longer thrown toys. So that could be a really hard one for parents to unpack. Their toddlers throwing toys at them. The last thing you would think is, oh yeah, they actually are just longing for your attention and want some one-on-one time. But that is definitely attention-seeking behavior right there. And it just shows the importance of individual moments with each one of your toddlers. My last tip for individual moments is active listening. So amidst the toddler chatter, ensure you're really hearing them, okay? So maybe your toddler has a lot of real words, maybe they babble a little bit, or they have their own language. But those little words that they say, they really have thoughts and feelings going on with them. They are trying to tell you about the world that they're exploring and discovering. And active listening supports language development. When toddlers see that their words have meaning and evoke some kind of a response from us, the most important person to them, they are encouraged to communicate more. So by listening actively, you're validating your toddler's feelings and experiences, which in turn builds their self-esteem and their trust in you. All right, so let's get to tailored toddler routines. So routines can be sanity savers, but how do we tailor them for different toddlers' temperaments and needs? Because our toddlers, even if they're identical twins, can be very different. So my first tip is using choice and voice. Letting your toddler choose. Even a simple decision 
like the color of their plate, like the color of the shirt they're going to wear for the day. Do they want the train shirt or do they want to wear the dinosaur shirt? Picking which stories to read, that can affirm their individuality. So if you have a routine, like you have a bedtime routine where you're reading stories, if you let them choose which one they want to read, you're allowing that choice. So, um, you know, have a few options, give them a choice. Depending on your toddler, you may only want to give them two choices, but you can see maybe your toddler can handle depending on what it is. So for shirts, I usually give my toddlers two choices or a limited amount of choices. When it comes to books, they're really excel at knowing which book they want to read. So we could have a stack of six books and they will definitely pick out the one they want. So this is where the individualization comes in, where you know your toddler best. Can they handle two choices? Is that going to be overwhelming to have more choices? Then maybe limit the choices. Can they handle more choices? Maybe give them more choices and expand that opportunity for them. Okay, so my other tip is build routines like story time, which I kind of just already stated, you know, story time within the day, whether it's bedtime routine, or if it's, you know, like, uh, one of the things I like to do with my twin toddlers, depending on if we don't have a lot going on in the morning, is reading a book right after breakfast. We read a good morning book and then we work story time in before their nap. So we read one story, maybe two stories, and then we have story time in the evening. So those opportunities are naturally built into their schedule all the time. So we actually don't forget to do them. So another type of routine that you could use is something that I've come up with called 15 minutes to milestones, where you get an activity bin and for 15 minutes, depending on the theme of the bin, you play with your toddlers using that bin. So uh, the bin could be counting. It could be a bunch of items related to counting, or it could be a bunch of items related to learning colors, whatever it is. If it's 15 minutes, let's say if you did it once a week, 15 minutes once a week, you're working on some milestones through fun play and you gather a bunch of different items that have to do with colors or learning colors, books that talk about colors, puzzles that have to do with colors, uh, any other learning objects or toys that have to do with color and making it fun. So in that routine, you can practice that individual play. So maybe one toddler, you're doing one-on-one, 15 minutes playing with learning about colors, and the other toddler is engaging in some independent play or doing something else. Maybe they're playing with a car ramp or a ball ramp or doing something else. Uh, Another idea is craft time, you know, uh, coloring. They even make markers that are the invisible ink so they don't make a mess, Uh, crayons, stickers, having them make choices for craft time. And going back to the milestones, something I forgot to add was having them make the choice about what they want to learn about or 
or when you present the items in the activity bin, in the milestone activity bin, let them choose what they want to do. Let's say you put a book and a puzzle in there. So they can choose which one they want to start first. Do do they want the puzzle first or do they want the book? Choice. All right. Snack time. Perfect time to offer choice. So what do they want to eat? Do they want cheese? Do they want crackers? Do they want yogurt bites? Do they want, um, you know, whatever, whatever their snack is, like, what is it that they, they can choose? They can tell you they're making a choice and you can empower them. Snack time is a great time because you might already have in mind specifically what they're having for their regular meal time, their breakfast, lunch, and dinner, um, which also you could incorporate choice there too, obviously, but snack time is really great because it could be unplanned somewhat and you could give them the choice of what they're going to eat. So that empowers them and you can give them those choices. You can give them an option of a few choices and then they can choose what they want to eat first or, you know, or what they want on their plate. If they're going to, if you're going to put a few things on their plate, then having them choose what are some of the things they want on their plate. You can also use choice with the outdoors. What activity are they going to do first? Do you want to do the slides or the swings? Uh, bedtime routine. They can choose what bath toys they want for the tub tonight. We rotate our bathtub toys every few days or every other day. It just depends, but they could choose what they want for the bath toys. They could also even choose things like their toothbrush color. Um, You know, do they want the red toothbrush or the blue toothbrush? They could choose which pajamas they're going to put on. Do you want the blue pajamas or the red pajamas? So there's so many opportunities to incorporate choices that really fits into your toddler's routine that really makes them feel seen and heard. And also, who gets to go first as well? Like who gets to go first when you're doing whatever, whatever you're working on, whatever you're playing with? Who gets to go first when you're taking turns? You know, if you are bathing two at a time, who is going to come out of the tub first? unless you take both of them out at the same time. There's a lot of different kind of like turn-taking and making choices. Who gets a toy first? We can work on waiting, turn-taking, and sharing. And we can build this into the routine, but it also has to do with choices, allowing your toddler the chance to, to make a choice. Who wants to turn out the light? If they both want to do it, then we can work on turns. Okay, who gets to turn out the light tonight? It's your turn and we're going to share and we're going to have to wait our turn, right? So working on all of these things into your toddler's routines is super helpful. Another thing I recommend is learning lanes. Okay, so this shows for more individuality, okay? A learning lane is your toddler's unique interests. So one of your toddlers might like the alphabet, your other toddler might like cause and effect toys like a car ramp, or maybe they like animals or shapes. Maybe they prefer numbers or puzzles. They have their, have their own unique likes. And that's what I call learning lanes. To know what our toddler prefers and make a choice and what they like, we need to give them exposure and opportunities to find out. So this can make a big difference. Also, 
with self-regulation skills and which ones work for your toddler. If we don't know what they like, how do we know what their preferences are? Their preferences will be important to know if you're using calming techniques like counting to 10. If your toddler likes counting to 10, this could be a great strategy. If your toddler doesn't and is frustrating for them, this will not be a good choice for a calming technique. So even though I, I, you know, I see it around the social medias about, you know, let's not expose our toddlers to any kind of academics or whatever. Um, and we should just work on self-regulation skills. But this is where I have to say I disagree with those statements. And this is why, because as you can see, some of these things that we're learning, like counting to 10, that is also a self-regulation strategy. You see, there's a connection. So if we never expose our toddler to this in the belief that we shouldn't be working on any kind of learning in the realm of academics, and we never expose our toddler to counting to 10, then we definitely can't use that as a self-regulation technique, okay? Because when our toddlers are having a meltdown, It is not the time to teach. So that would not be the time to teach them to count to 10. They need to be learning that when they're calm um, during, you know, they could learn it during their 15 minutes to milestones time. They could be just learning it through any kind of fun play. Learning for toddlers is through play. It's fun. It's all fun. And so if we're having fun learning about counting and your toddler likes it, we can use that as a calming technique. It's also going to give us important clues what to put in our toddler's calming area. So if you're thinking of having a calming area for your toddler and you know they love to color or look at pictures or books, then those would be great items to have in their calming area. And it just shows giving our toddler exposure and opportunities lets us know more about their interests. Our toddlers can be so different. And I want to give an example here. So my one toddler, he likes to eat his yogurt parfaits slowly, while the other one prefers to eat it quickly. And they're identical twins, but they're they're different. One prefers blueberries, while the other prefers fruit chews or strawberries instead. And because choice is frequently given, even from which shirt they wear, the truck shirt or the dinosaur shirt, I know their preferences. Because I give opportunity, exposure to different things, and allow my toddlers to have choice, I know a lot about who they are, how they're unique, and their preferences. And that allows them to be an individual. When you have identical twins, they could be faced with a lot of assumptions and comparisons, but I think it's really important that we instill their individuality, that they are different people, even if they're identical. And you might not even have identical twins. Maybe you have... Uh, fraternal twins, or you have toddlers close in age. Maybe you have Irish twins. 
Maybe you just have multiple kids. But when you realize that the importance of their individuality and giving choice and giving opportunity and exposure is so important. Okay, when we're back from the break, we will go over building a home where individual needs are met. Hey mamas, let's take a quick break. I wanted to share with you Meltdown Mastery, the listening and skilled toddler mini course. Get helpful tools sent straight to your inbox and get your child to listen in two seconds. Imagine a calm home with less meltdowns. Go to the show notes for the link or head to twinmomroadmap.com backslash guides for super helpful tools and resources. Also, become a part of our cozy Facebook community for support, conversation, and double the laughter. Link in show notes to join. Building a home where individual needs are met. Meeting individual needs doesn't mean bending backwards every moment, but it does mean being attuned to the subtle clues. So recognizing unique milestones. So one of your toddlers might be an early talker. And maybe they'll be able to say more words, more phrases and sentences. Well, your other toddler might love to climb, engage in more physical exploration. And I think it's important to celebrate these differences. So there is a difference between comparing and celebrating. So I think that that should be stated and that's really important. So when we celebrate our toddler's individual strengths and achievements, we're focusing on personal growth and fostering positive self-esteem. Now, I just want to say about personal growth isn't necessarily mean doing something correctly. It just means that they have grown as as an individual in a certain area It could be a strength of theirs, but it also could be something that they were struggling with. And we can praise their persistence, their hard work, their resiliency. This is different than comparisons. Okay, because in comparisons, that's putting a lot of pressure on our toddlers. So comparisons often lead to an individual being compared and pushing them to achieve at the same rate, reach the same milestones at the same time, and just allowing them to develop and progress at their own pace while avoiding any type of stereotypes or putting them in a box to their sibling. So by not comparing and and instead focusing on our toddler's unique milestones, there is definitely an increased chance of nurturing diverse skills and talents. And recognizing those distinct milestones helps support them and their individual needs while fostering positive relationships. Okay, and that gives us a supportive environment compared to comparisons, which can lead to competition, envy, and has an impact on the relationship dynamic. This is definitely something also to highlight with my knowledge of twins, where there can be a a competitive side with twins or a twin dominance 
So thinking of that, we really want to be proactive and foster positive relationships with our toddlers and our family and really understand their individual needs and give them more personalized guidance, support, and meeting them where they're at. Okay, so my next tip is to advocate for toddlers' unique needs. Our toddlers are going to run into a myriad of experiences like one toddler is in their personal space. Maybe their sibling grabbed a toy from them and they're not getting a turn. We can advocate for our toddlers using modeled words in action, a two-second solution. So a two-second solution is a quick action that is a solution to the problem, which also teaches an organic learning opportunity. I talk a lot more about that in Meltdown Mastery, the Listening and Skilled Toddler mini course. So using two-second solutions, we can quickly advocate for our toddler's personal space, turn-taking, sharing, and making sure we're modeling them advocating for themselves. Because sometimes we might have a toddler that struggles to advocate. I think a lot of our toddlers do, but some of our toddlers, if we have a sibling that has less words and they go to frustration because they can't communicate. Maybe their sibling took their toy and they just can't communicate it. So we can show them and model problem-solving skills for them. And then they can learn that from us and they can learn there's certain words they can do. Uh, They can learn if their sibling is hitting them, they can learn that they can protect their personal space. They don't have to stand there. We can show them how they can get out of the way, how they can ask for help, how they can vocalize that they don't like being hit. So I think this is just so important. That is why I am here talking about this because a lot of examples that I've heard with either, you know, babies or toddlers does not talk about this sibling dynamic when it talks about behavior and meltdowns. But a lot of meltdowns and behavior can happen because of navigating sibling relationships. And this is okay, because we can teach our children how to navigate having siblings. So we're actually giving our toddlers a beautiful opportunity to learn at home, while some other children might not get that opportunity at home. If they're a single child, they might not get that opportunity unless they go to the library or go do playgroups or, or socializing. So even though sometimes having multiple children and multiple toddlers at the same time is extremely overwhelming, there is a gift to it. And I know it's overwhelming to figure out what to do in every situation, but that's why I've come up with two second solutions because it takes the guesswork out of it and we know what to do pretty quickly because the lessons need to be learned quickly with our toddlers. If we can't show them in the moment and we're trying to teach a lesson later, sure, that's proactive if we're teaching it later. However, in the moment, we can also show them what to do. And if we don't know what to do and our toddler is frozen or stuck in a kind of a physical or verbal loop because they're frustrated because their sibling is doing something, 
then we can give them the tools, show them what to do, and we can feel confident about it. So raising close age toddlers is like being in the center of of a whirlwind. Okay, it can be challenging and chaotic, but it is definitely has its moments of joy. And as we focus on meeting the individual needs of our toddlers and celebrating each child's uniqueness, we are paving the way for more confident, well-adjusted toddlers. All right. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you have insights or stories about managing all these close age toddlers, I would love to hear about it. And I will talk to you next time. And I hope you enjoy the tiny moments with your toddlers. And hopefully this episode has brought you some breakthroughs. I will talk to you next time. Bye. And that wraps up another episode filled with tools and insights to help your parenting journey have clarity and ease. Remember, every child is unique and so is our experience, especially when there's more than one. Keep celebrating those small victories and learning along the way. I'm Heather, your Twin Mama Guide, and until next time, here's to raising skilled, self-regulated toddlers who listen, learn, and love. Take care and see you soon.